0: Welcome back to the Conspiracy Outpost. Join us as a journey through the gritty streets of the 1940s Los Angeles to explore the seedy underbelly of Hollywood and encounter the individuals whose lives became forever entwined with the Black Dahlia, one of the most haunting mysteries in the archives of true crime. Over the course of this podcast, we'll explore the life and the chilling details surrounding this gruesome murder of Elizabeth Short. A crime that continues to captivate and confound investigators and, and enthusiasts alike. So grab your spouse and listen to this auditory murder porn about the woman known as the Black Dahlia. I'm your host, Casey.
1: I'm Mike. And I'm the Joe Worm. Like Glowworm? I don't know. I really should have uh, planned that ahead. <laughs>
0: On to the life of Miss Elizabeth Schwitt. Uh so she so before we get to her death and all that stuff, let's get a little a little prelude to her life. So she was born in Boston, Massachusetts. 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 Am I saying that weird? I, don't know. Yeah.
1: Wait, am I? Why I want to put an S in there before the T's. Massachusetts Massachusetts? Massachusetts. Massachusetts.
0: Yeah. Uh she was the third of the Third oldest of five sisters, her uh, father, Cleo Alvin, he was a Navy, U.S. Navy sailor. And her her mom, Phoebe May, was your typical 40s housewife. Um, Short's father, well, I guess this was in like the 20s, but uh, Short's father, uh, he uh, had a he started building mini courses, and uh, he ended up losing his life savings in the twenty or nineteen twenty nine stock market crash. And in the nineteen thirties, he was uh, his car was found abound, abandoned on the Charlestown Bridge, and it was assumed that he jumped into the Charles River, and so he was presumed dead. And uh, then, uh, by the age of fifteen, Miss Elizabeth Short underwent lung surgery because she was troubled with bronchitis and severe asthma attacks. And then after her surgeries, they the doctors told her to relocate to some milder climate to pervert, uh, pervert, uh, prevent further uh, <laughs> breathing <laughs> problems. Yeah, I know. To prevent further breathing problems. And uh, so in the winter, her mom would send her to some family friends out in Miami, Florida, for the next three years.
1: That's... Uh... <laughs> I didn't know that they did um, surgery on bronchitis like that. Oh, they probably did it back in the day. Mm. Before, like here, here's some breathing <clears throat> treatments and some fucking whatever. They're like, we're just gonna rip you open and fucking uh, flick your lungs and see like <laughs> see where we go from there. It was
0: it was almost the same uh, the same uh, treatment that uh, what the hell were we just talking about in our last like three.
1: Oh, tubercul- uh, tu- tuberculosis, uh, mesothelioma.
0: God, dude,
1: fucking <laughs> TB. I cannot say the word. There's something wrong with me. Tuberculosis. tuberculosis. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's like going to some milder condition like air conditions and uh you'll be yeah, good.
1: So, so we almost nailed the mark there. We we uh, this was, uh episode 4 of talking about it. And last episode we heard that uh thrilling tale of uh How,
2: how many episodes are
1: left of the, left of the- then we got left
2: of the the spooky stuff for October. Is the next this one the
0: last one? Um I'd have to look real quick. Give me we have the minute.
1: we have the demon gate next week, right?
0: Joseph, why why look this up? Tell us about her uh for uh, California California Times.
1: All right. So to California we go. In late nineteen forty two, Short's mother received a letter of apology from her Presumed to be dead, husband that revealed he was alive and started a new life in California. <laughs> that shit is fucking hilarious to me, by the way, because he he fucking staged his death. Did he walk <laughs> somewhere, or did someone pick him up? And he, they're just he, like he
2: probably uh, hitched a ride.
1: Yeah, probably. It's just or hilarious though, that nobody walk, looked for his walk, dead body. Walked to a bus <laughs> or train station. Nobody looked for his fucking body. Like, yeah, he probably jumped in. <laughs> and it's like, I went too. Want to build mini course, uh, mini golf courses in this economy? Was that what it was? <laughs> okay. So, um, in December, at the age of eighteen, Short relocated to Vallejo, California, to live with her father, who she hasn't seen since the age of six. Her father, at the time, was working at a nearby uh, Mare Island Naval Shipyard. On San Francisco Bay? Is that Mare? uh Yeah. And uh, arguments between Short and her father led, yeah. her, led her to move out in January 1943. Same year my grandma was getting railed out by some sailor gentlemen. Just kidding. Really? Nah, and I Probably. <laughs> she ended up taking a job at the base exchange at Camp Cook near... Lompook. La- Lompok? Lompok. Longpoke. Long uh living with, the- living with the Lompak. Tupac. Living with a US Air Force sergeant reportedly abused her. She ended up leaving uh Tupac in mid-1943 and moved to Santa Barbara. Not Tupac the person, Tupac the, the, the place that I just made up here. Um yeah. Santa Barbara. Sorry, I'm losing my place. Today. Which is where she was okay, so she left Lompoc in mid nineteen forty three and moved to Santa Barbara, which is where she was first arrested for underage drinking. That's when the juvenile authorities sent her back to Massachusetts. But how old was she? Under eighteen. Eight. Eighteen.
2: Eight. I, I thought that was legal then. Uh
1: sexual wise, yes. No, I thought you were allowed to <laughs> drink black. when you were eighteen. Oh, That's back it. then? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Well, maybe not in California. I don't know. Fucking California. Fucking California. Oh, yeah, I think Reagan changed that
2: when he was governor. Something like that. I don't know.
1: It's because people used to get drunk and made fun of the way he taught. What,
0: what, what I don't get about it, though, is why was the juvenile court involved, though? Because she's still an adult, regardless if she was underage drinking. And I don't see how they would have the power to send her back to another state.
1: Yeah, that's weird, especially back then, because you're considered an adult at, like, 10. No, I'm just, playing. <laughs> just kidding. Oh yeah. So they sent her back to Massachusetts, but she instead went back to Florida and uh, made occasional trips back home in Florida. Short met Cager. Is that cager? Or is it, is it supposed to be cager? Kaiju. No.
0: <laughs> the Kaiju. Yeah. Uh, oh no, it's supposed to be major.
1: Okay. That's what I thought. Uh major Matthew, Michael Gordon. That is a comic book name. If I've ever heard one, Uh, He was a decorated army air force officer of the second air commando group who was training for deployment to Southeast Asia and written a letter to propose a marriage while he was recovering from plane crash in India and short accepted his offer. She's like, yes, I'll marry you. Oh, golly gee. Once I come back from this plane crash, we're going to wed, we're going to have children and we're going to have a dog and a picket fence but they were never married because Gordon died in a second crash on August 10th, 1945. <laughs> a- hey, I got a plane crash. Please marry me short. Oh yes. Yes. Major. I'll marry you as soon as I get home. God, let me live from that first crash so I could gaze upon your face one more time short. And then he f- missed short and then he dies. In another plane crash. God's like, yeah.
0: D- died on my birthday too, but you know, oh, not my shit. ear.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. Um, Damn, that's crazy. Maybe you're the reincarnation of this guy. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> Don't get any planes again. In July 1946, Short relocated again to Los Angeles. It was at that point that she spent... Or it was at this point that she spent the last remainder of her life there. Before her death, she was working... on. As a waitress and rented a room behind the Florentine, Florentin Garden, Florentine. Night, Florentine, whatever, Constantine Gardens nightclub on Hollywood Boulevard. She's been described as an aspiring actress, but has no known acting credits. Sorry, that was really hard for me to read without my class. I, I got to move this shit fucking closer.
2: <clears throat> Why don't you just put your glasses on?
1: <laughs> I broke them, but. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I had the frames. I just don't have the money to fucking it. whatever. It was, Bitch, I got like You, too you got tape, right?
2: Tape them to your eyebrows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let, let the
2: glass hang.
1: I got too drunk <laughs> at Leslie and Angelina's and I fucking got hella drunk, fucked up my eye somehow, punched the shit out of my car. So I assumed I did it on my car. I didn't I leave just, a hey, dick. A car. I, I think I hit my eye on it, is why I got pissed because my uh-huh. whole eye was fucking black around Hi. and then I was looking for my glasses, got mad, left uh, tried to call Matthew, then fucking came back, tried to look for my glasses, then I heard a crunch noise and I'm like, motherfucker oh. classic Velma <laughs> cried and then went to sleep <laughs> I think I hung out with Wesley and uh, Steven for a little bit longer but yeah, so I, I've been blind for fucking two weeks now all right. Did
0: you want so, me to read? Oh, never mind. So then she, uh, when she re- relocated to LA again, uh, little did she know that this would be the last six months of her life. On uh, January ninth, nineteen forty-seven, Short was returning from a trip from San Diego with Robert Red Manley. He was a twenty-five-year-old salesman that she's been dating. Uh, Manley stated that. He dropped off short at the Baltimore Hotel in downtown Los Angeles, and the short was to meet her sister that was visiting from Boston later that afternoon. The staff uh, of the Baltimore recalled seeing short using the lobby phone, and shortly after she was seen at the Crown Grill Cocktail Lounge at 754 South Olive Street, approximately three-eighths of a mile away from the Baltimore Hotel.
1: I just want to say that that name sounds so fucking made up. Robert red manly. And you guarantee 100% that this motherfucker used his last name and shit all the time. Well, I am manly. And also where does the fucking nickname red come from for Robert? Is that is red a nickname for Robert?
0: I don't know. Maybe his middle name or maybe he was,
2: maybe he was a ginger. He's
3: just, yeah. Maybe he just had a red neck. Who knows? (laughs) There was something. Man.
1: Some of the names in this is so fucking wacky. Um, uh, her her dad, right away, you know, he was a dirtbag. His name was fucking Cleo. He probably got mad all the fucking time. People make fun of him. It's like, no, it's short for, <laughs> it's short for
0: Cleonardo. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like you funny. know, he's, his uh, <laughs> his wife told him not to open up the mini. Golf course, like, no, no, like, that's not a good
1: idea. No, god damn, it, I have to follow my dream.
0: <laughs> and then, after he went bankrupt, he's like, well, this is a bad out.
1: <laughs> well, this, well, better. Well, I can't face my family, not as Cleo with <laughs> like mini golf, not Cleo's golf course, not Cleo's, not Mr. Cleo's putt putt. I can't, <laughs> I can't face him better. Uh, better if I relocate and start again with a new family (laughs) who does it? It's like, I can't go and face my family anymore. Time to get a new one. Yeah. time to. I don't even know. Did he get a new family? It's just funny. He abandoned his family just because he's like, I mean, back then it was easy.
2: (laughs) You ask Cal, you literally just go to the next town. He's all
1: talking to his friend at a bar. That's how you do it. I don't know how to, I don't know how to face him, Robert. I don't know. I had a, it seems the only logical thing is to run out on him yeah. skip town, hit the old dusty trail.
2: That was you're also right. the same way you got away with
0: murder because you just I, go to the next town. Fucking,
1: yeah, no. And that's what I was uh reading. Uh,
0: reading. That's what the Veliska Willis- axe murder did. He just hopped on yeah. the train. And yeah. The like, moment he he just
1: hopped on, fucking thumbs up. <laughs> it's like, no, just kidding. Yeah. Just hopped on the train. Um, yeah, no, fucking, uh, they, they said in, uh, one of the videos I was watching about it was, uh, who was it? The, the forensic person at the time or whatever it was or no, not at the time. I don't remember. Somebody fucking said that if that happened in, uh, in modern time, that it would have been solved just like that. Yeah. Like it, it wouldn't have been DNA. It's man. So fucking, yeah. Because they couldn't, they couldn't pick up anything from it. Uh, I, I don't want to fucking... Dude, detectives back the in the day, out, they had, like, the
2: go off of so much just intuition.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like they were just smart motherfuckers. I find some of the fucking evidence shit so fucking funny, though, with some of the shit. You know the great,
2: like, detective novels of the day? There's a reason they're all, you know, back in
3: time. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure, because <laughs> <Shirting Yeah. is laughs> nowadays. <laughs>
1: Then, but who must have done it? The trajectory of the bullet came from this uh, this area, and then they must have ran this way. And it was a manager of the store. What? Nah, I picked it up on Google uh, Google Earth. Yeah, just so happens they rolled through right as the shooting yeah. was going on, right, and right. it seems like they sped up because about point uh, five miles up the road, it's all blurry with their camera. So they definitely seen it. <laughs> it's just. They, I, I seen that on uh, the Google Earth thing. They, they found um, somebody went missing or some shit, and they seen something. Somebody found it on Google, uh, fucking Earth. Something in the water looked funny, and they fucking pulled it out. I don't remember if somebody died like a car or something. Did. Yeah, it was a fucking car. They, they were. I think it might have been a missing person thing. They found them. They fucking ran into this water and fucking drowned or some shit. Or it was a car that was stolen. I don't remember. I like to think. I don't like to think, but I, I feel my gut's telling me someone drowned to death. <laughs> That'd have made a good detective back then. Now nah, I'm scared. There, there's so
2: there's just so many like serial killers and stuff that would have been caught like so fucking fast because of DNA back in the day. Oh yeah, uh, the, like. Leaving semen and spit and all sorts
1: of shit behind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking taking a shit in the toilet before they <laughs> leave. <laughs> now, nah, look at these skid marks. It's somebody who doesn't have a healthy bowel movement. They must have been intoxicated while it happened. Well, how do you yeah. know that? No, they were intoxicated before it happened. See that? That's clearly a beer shit. Smell it. Give it a walk. <laughs> give it a walk. That's, <laughs> that's Uncle Chang's down the road. They were clearly drunk ate it, came here last night, murdered them, took a nap in that chair, see? It's like a fucking empty fucking Chinese (laughs) container. If only we had a way to line up the saliva with the person. And sadly all we have is this beer shit in the toilet. And it's getting us (laughs) nowhere. (laughs) It could have been a
3: regular at the dive bar.
4: God damn.
0: (laughs) So into Miss uh, Elizabeth Schwartz's death. Uh so it happened in uh how do you say it? Le Merritt? Limerit Le How am I it that? Le Merritt Park neighborhood in Los Angeles. Uh she died at the age of 22 on January 15, 1947, and she was discovered by a mother taking her child for a walk on a leash in a Los Angeles neighborhood and stumbled upon a gruesome sight. The body was just a few feet from the sidewalk and posed in such a way that the mother reportedly thought it was a mannequin at first glance. Her naked body was found severed in two pieces and found in a vacant lot on the west side of South Northern norton avenue midway between coliseum street and the west 39th street and at the time the merritt park was uh really underdeveloped and wasn't then, like uh, the,
2: the 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 woman who who found the body like also with her kid yeah
0: that's what i yeah, saying. she like, was like, taking yeah. her kid for a walk and then yeah. i made the joke on a leash.
1: I'm not- I heard, yeah, because uh, I heard she fucking used like a fucking uh, neighbor's phone or something or not like a, a nearby person's phone at their house. Yeah, or whatever. Well, that's what you would have used. to do. You'd have to run to someone's house. or so yeah. pay phone. Let me hit the little dial button. <laughs> you ever used one of those? No, my boss tells me that when she was a kid, that's what they used to use. I've used one. I have people that fucking tell me it's like back in our day, we used to have corded phones. It's like me too. You fucking piece of shit. It's
2: like, how old do you think
1: I am? Yeah. That's what I always fucking. Um, I have to fucking tell people. It's just like, uh, people that are like, look at people that are like in their forties. Now it's like, yeah, so you're around in the 1960s. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, no, Uh, (laughs) like, so you guys, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, fuck. What was it? She did that and then she fucking just went about her business, like ran all of her fucking yeah. errands and just continued on with her day. That's hilarious. Because she was yeah.
2: funny, is when people try to talk to me about pay phones, it's like I've used pay phones. I didn't have a cell phone when I was yeah, in middle that, school. When dude, I needed my to go would, home, I went we to the 7 Eleven, used the pay phone, and be like, I'll be home after dark.
1: Yeah, that's a, a my, my parents used to fucking, all every time I walked past a pay phone, my dad would stick his finger in the fucking in the, the chain return. thing. No. In the Jane's thing to see if there's any yeah. fucking coins in there. He would always do that. Uh, and then I used to try to copy him. My mom would flip out. You know what? She fucking turned me into a fucking germaphobe uh, thinking about that. Because I would stick my fucking, I'd go to stick my hand in there. Me and like my, all my siblings and shit, me and Matthew and shit. And uh, she would fucking freak out. I was like, don't do that. People shove syringes in there. And it's like, Whoa. And then it's like thinking about that. There's no fucking way people are shoving syringes in there. Maybe really once fit. or twice.
4: Yeah. That's like yeah. a
1: fucking hard, small percentage. So I'm going to go yeah. ahead and blame her for, for my uh, germophobia, my fucking.
2: Uh... But yeah, like oh. I, uh I watched a movie recently. It was, um, forgot what exactly it's called. It's it's new on prime. It's like about this serial killer and there's like time travel and stuff. It's brand, brand new. It just came out. Um, on amazon it's not a bad movie but like this this girl like travels back to the 80s and like half that movie is just
1: stupid fucking jokes about how she's oh is it to to the bullying and and, the one uh, where her her mom and her friends are at a fucking yeah yeah i wanted to actually watch that it looked like it might be like a an enjoyable like an entertaining movie not like yeah but like
2: there's a part where she's in pe and she in the '80s, and she plays dodgeball. She's like this is barbaric. Is like, what the fuck? Did they not play dodgeball now?
1: Yeah, we used to fucking play dodgeball. I mean, it's never like the. Not fucking- only
2: that, but we yeah. Play, yeah. we played yeah. dodgeball played the able. most chaotic way at our high school. You split to four, not two. <laughs> Chaos, man! It was fun. I, all, I know we used to play. One, dodgeball, one of my
0: coworkers, I don't remember what he said, but he said something about. Uh, he's like, oh, back in my day that. He's like he said something, and I was like, I was like, you were not that much older. He was like, you were ten years older than me. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was around with all that shit. I was yeah, like, I had a, dial yeah. up too, man. I had yeah. dial up.
1: <laughs> yep, that's a, I, I had a coworker. She quit because she's uh, if when I was a freshman, she would have been a junior in high school, and she talks to me like we are ten years <laughs> apart. I think it, I think that's what it is. You know, because she just turned thirty five and i'm 32 three years apart so yeah. no she would have been a senior but it's like it's not, it's not that big of a we, we thing.
2: are our age group is kind of like on the brink of stuff we're like right when shit changed you know yeah uh, the dramatic- my, my younger sisters don't remember the shit that i do they haven't used payphones payphones are
1: already gone and like the, I, i'm pretty sure they played dodgeball though oh yeah and see that's the crazy thing too because in there back fucking in orville you can, there, I, the, the last time, I mean, this is when I was still living there, but you'd see like one or two of the phone, uh, the payphone booths, boost, but not the phone in it. Well, uh, not Obama had that ripped out. Oh, did he? Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I just seen, I mean, they were, they were just sitting there doing nothing, but the phones were fucking like, yeah. When, o,
2: when Obama signed it in that, like everybody is, should have a cell phone or something like that, they got rid of the payphones the
1: same time. They still give away fucking free phones. It makes yeah. sense though, because I mean, to a degree, because it's like how many homeless people, you know, are going to fucking rush to charge a phone. But I mean, they, they have fucking shit for even poor people to have, uh, like for people that need, that need like internet for jobs and everything like uh cheap programs like Comcast. I, I
2: will say this when your phone's dead, like your cell phone, it was a lot, it's a lot, it was a lot easier to ask someone for 50 cents than it was to
1: ask someone to use their, phone. To use their phone. Yeah. I won't let anybody, especially yeah. uh, nowadays, I, yeah. I, I will, I'll let them use the store phone. And if the store phone doesn't work, I tell them my phone isn't in service, but that's because people can easily, especially yeah. fucking tweakers. They can easily fucking rush off with your phone. And it, nowadays, fucking everybody, all everybody's shit is on their fucking phone. It's yeah. like people got their cards hooked up to it. They got their fucking whatever
0: back to miss Elizabeth short yep. <laughs> uh, as I was saying her body was severed in two from the waist and drained of blood leaving her body pale white examiners determined that she had been dead for ten hours prior to discovery making her death to be either in the evening of January 14th or the early morning hours of the January 15th the body was washed by the killer her face had been slashed from the corners of her mouth to her ears known as the Gas, yeah, glow, gla- gas glass, it's, uh, glass- Glasgow. yeah, it's Glasgow, Glasgow. Glasgow,
1: yeah. Glasgow, or Glasgow. Uh, the guy from Sons of Anarchy, I was curious about that. Yeah, Tommy uh, Flanagan. yeah, he really Make has those. It's not like makeup, he actually got cut up in a bar. He got that in a bar, and I, yeah, I he heard- was out,
2: he was outside of a bar that he was actually uh, DJing.
1: Yeah, okay, that's what it was. Yeah, I knew it was at something about a bar, and somebody did that shit to his face. They carved the fucking smile at smile it. I always, I, before I knew the actual term for it, I, I just uh, called it a, a permanent smiley because uh, Tang showed me this uh, Korean movie, I believe. This guy kills the dude's wife, and the dude's a cop. I, I think it was his wife or his girlfriend or some shit. So he fucking hunts the dude down because he, I think he can't get proof that the guy killed his wife. Chips him and then just continuously follows him and tortures the fuck out of him. Every time he tries to like do, cause he murders people and everything murders mm. women and stuff. And uh, he gets him, he beats his ass. I think at one point I'm getting some of the details wrong, but beats his ass, puts him in the hospital and he goes in there. It's like, you want to smile, whatever. It's like, I'll give you a permanent smiley. And he grabs his mouth, like his jaw and he fucking pulls it apart and starts ripping his mouth. He said permanent smiley, so I I've called it for years a permanent smiley because I didn't know there was an actual term for it. And the funny thing is that it,
4: Joker smile.
1: Uh, the Joker, yeah. uh that actor though, isn't he from Glasgow or some shit? Or Glasgow? So. Yeah, yeah right. so that, that's just the irony in that he got he got it and he's from Glasgow. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just thought that's the only person I know that has that, except for uh, that rapper Mercules He looks like he has it on
0: one side of his the face. There's a guy. Uh, he I don't I don't know what it is, but uh, I think it's in Wolf of Wall Street. The white guy. He has like a weird smile. It's I don't think they're cut. I think he was born with it. But like it looks like he has like a like a spot. Like it's only goes up to like maybe right here. And mm. it's like you have to look at it because I was looking at it. I was like. Did he have like surgery on his mouth or something? I was like, what's what the hell's going on right there? I haven't watched that movie in so fucking long.
2: Yeah, it's also known as a Chelsea grin.
1: Oh, is that or the Chelsea other... smile? Oh, okay. It's also known as that shit that the black dahlia got. <laughs> okay, so I looked it up. Uh right. one
2: second. Glasgow Smile, also known as a Chelsea smile or a glas or a Glasgow S- smiley, uh. Hi- 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 hi-ton? Hi-ton? H U Y T O N a buck 50 or a cheshire grin is a wound caused by making cuts from the corners of the victim's Ooh. mouth up to the up to the ears leaving a scar in the shape of a
1: smile I like that the cheshire grin that's a cool name for it oh, so I, I like
2: I, liked, 50, uh, I like
1: the I like Chelsea grin because that's a band <laughs> Oh is it okay yeah. Did, did they choose that name or did they name that off of something did they name it be uh, because of the probably name? because probably because of this yeah okay that would make sense
2: oh it's it's said to have originated in glasgow scotland in night in the 1920s and 30s
1: yeah see that's why i figured it got its origin from then or at least the first time they started coining a term for it uh or famously coined the term for it i just thought that the, the irony in that the dude's from Glasgow, and he fucking gets one there. Or he, well, I don't know if he got it in Glasgow, but, I mean, he's from it. It's just like fucking...
2: a... Damn, I haven't listened to Chelsea Grin in a long time.
0: So, uh, Elizabeth Short, she had... Short, right? That's her name? Okay. Yeah. I felt like I was—I got the name wrong. I thought I was talking about somebody else for a second. So she had uh, several cuts on her thighs and breasts. There were entire portions of flesh that had been sliced away. The lower half of her body was positioned a foot away from her upper half of her body. The intestines had been neat—had uh, been neatly. uh intestines had been neatly beneath her butt like tucked beneath her butt and the corpse had been posed with uh has been posed with her hands over her head and her elbows bent at right angles and her legs spread apart
1: <clears throat> didn't they say there was like chunks out of her too or no
0: yeah there was chunks of flesh i sent you guys all pictures of the yeah the yeah, scene on yeah
1: the I fucking i forgot uh i mean i remember looking at it the first time I ever fucking...
0: i should have put nsfw him. before i sent him but
1: <laughs> oh i don't, I don't really in our words. in our group chat really yeah i was uh, gonna say this, just this, work, this, the, yeah but i was in a I was in a walk in uh hauling food and i uh, mean it, back and forth the, and i was the by group, myself
2: the group chat but, chat is called conspiracy outposts. It's like, I do a conspiracy podcast.
1: And on, yeah. We're going, honestly, Go yeah. <laughs> and honestly, my boss knows that I have a fake, uh, Facebook where I talk about being molested by my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you need ther- uh, one of my fucking ex coworkers read her. One of my fucking statuses in it. And she's like, looked at me and it's like, you need therapy.
0: <laughs> this is my therapy.
1: <laughs> this is my religion. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, you're like uh, not. You should have sent the not safe for work thing. But uh, also, we were just going back and forth with crypted porn sites, back <laughs> <then>. <laughs> like prior to the the black uh, Dahlia. So, <laughs> dude, I think it's fucking it true.
2: wild that someone did that. That's nuts.
3: Yeah, Look at it, the it's,
2: pictures.
0: Oh it's, yeah, it's that's nice.
2: gruesome. Yeah.
0: So this uh, Los Angeles Herald Express reporter, Aggie Underwood, was among the first to arrive on the scene. She took several photos of the corpse that I've sent you guys. I don't know if those are her, her, her photos personally, but I'm sure they're chalked up to be almost the same thing. But uh, she took pictures of the corpse in the crime scene, and near the body, detective, detectives located a heel print on the ground amid the tire tracks and a cement sect containing watery blood was also found nearby. Watery
2: blood? So, like, pretty pretty much what they probably did was wash the body off before they brought it over there?
4: Yeah.
0: they The body... Okay, so I'll get into the autopsy right now because it'll, t- it'll tell you about all that stuff, right? He is somewhere in here. So... The, an autopsy was perform, uh, performed on January 16, 1947, by Frederick Newbar. The report stated that her Short was five foot five, weighed 150 uh, 115 pounds. She had light blue eyes, brown hair, and badly decaying teeth. There were lig- lig- uh, ligature marks on her ankles, wrist, and neck, an irregular hours. laceration. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was uh, irregular lacerations with superficial tissue loss on her right breast. Uh, he noticed superficial lacerations on her right forearm, upper arm, and lower left side of the chest. The body was cut in half using a 1930s technique taught in the 1930s, obviously, called a hemocoropathy. Sorry, I can't. Say uh, fancy medical terms, but this is a radical surgery in which the body below the waist is amputated, transecting the lumbar spine. This removes the legs, the genitalia, internal and external uterine systems, pelvic bones, anus, and rectum.
1: Yeah, they they were fucking so good at it, didn't they? Not fuck up the spine, hello when they cut them in half.
2: Yeah, they is they yeah like, that's the. Like, there's theories that this was done by, like, a
1: doctor. Yeah, and that's actually the guy, which I'm sure Casey yeah. has down. Uh, that's who I fucking. Dude. And it was 100% because With there, the that's ran- who I got
0: my money on.
2: With the ligature you know, marks and the random cuts uh, boy, dude. and uh, random patches of skin removed, uh, was she tortured?
1: There's a. Uh they said uh, from what i from what i see and they said that the 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 glasgow smile was for sure done while she was like alive still
2: and the patch of skin removed from her right breast and various cuts on her forearms and legs
0: oh. so the report noted that there's bruising along the decision line suggesting it was performed after death so she was separated okay. after death um there was a there was another gaping laceration measuring for Foot and a quarter or four and a quarter inches, sorry, not no, not four foot. Four and a quarter inches running from the belly button to the pubic bone. Lacerations on each side of the face extended from the corners of her lips, measuring three inches on the right side of the face and two and a half on the left. The skull was not fractured, but there was bruising noted around the front and right side of the scalp, with small amounts of bleeding on the right side, consistent with a blow to the head. Cause of death was determined to be hemorrhaging from lacerations on her face and the shock from the blows to her head and face. It was also noted that Short's anal canal was dilated one and three quarter inches, suggesting that she may have been raped, but there was no presence of semen. Goddamn. She was raped with a carrot.
1: Just like the fucking last podcast, we gotta keep it on the carrot thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh
0: What's it called? Uh, Before Emily Short was identified as the dead body, her fingerprints were sent to the FBI and got a hit from her arrest in 1943. Immediately following Short's identifications, reporters from William Rudolph's Hearst Los Angeles Examiner contacted her mother, Phoebe Short, in Boston and told her that her daughter had won a beauty contest. It was only after prying as much personal information as they could from Phoebe that the reporters revealed that her daughter had been, in fact, murdered.
1: That is such a a a grimy fucking way to do it. She won a beauty contest. Oh, I knew she did with her beautiful eyes, her beautiful hair, her fucked up bottom teeth. (laughs) Well... Gotcha, bitch, she's dead. Sorry, we just had to make sure we nailed it. Fooled you, didn't we? Uh, anyways, April Fool's, come uh, come, ID the body.
0: <laughs> the examiner also to pay uh, offered to pay Phoebe's airfare and accommodations if she would travel to Los Angeles to help police with the investigation. That was yet another ploy since the newspaper, a newspaper kept her away from police and other reporters to protect its scoop.
1: That is so grimy. Oh, it was a okay. You said the fucking it was reported.
0: The examiner is the the name of the newspaper.
1: Oh, okay. I thought it was a fucking medical examiner, dude. That's so fucked up. I would have fucking murdered somebody. I would have chopped them up from their pelvic bone.
0: (laughs) So, so the examiner and another newspaper called the Herald Express later sensationalized the case with one Examiner article describing the black tailored suit Short was last seen wearing as a tight-skinned and sheer blouse. The media nicknamed her the Black Dahlia and described her as, a, as an adventuress who prowled the Hollywood Boulevard. Additional newspaper reports, such as the one pub, uh, published in the Los Angeles Times on January 17, deemed the murder a sex fiend slaying. Which none of these, none of these accusations even held ground because there was no, there was no proof that she was a harlot in the night.
1: No, that's what I was, um, the one of the things I seen was she had her, um, she had like a, what was it, like a address book or something? I don't remember, but they, they got a hold of like 75 different fucking dudes she went out on dates with all who said the night didn't, they didn't really know her. They had like one date with her and the night never ended in sex. They could just be covering their asses, but yeah. it was 75 different fucking guys. I like to think a couple were women. I don't think they specified. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, she's trying to, uh,
2: become an actress, you know, just pro possibly just meeting up with people in the industry.
3: That's it. Uh,
1: yeah, just trying to fucking Yeah, I mean probably. I um I don't know if you had that written down, Keith. I don't mean to jump around. I, I was trying to uh, But yeah, it was uh
0: It's yeah, written I, down I somewhere it, in there.
1: Oh, is it? Okay, my bad. I didn't mean to jump around. I do that, I'll fucking okay. say something you already have in a fucking an order that sounds better than the shit I spur off.
0: But uh January twenty first, nineteen forty seven, a person claiming to be Short's killer placed a phone call to the office of James Richardson, the editor of the Examiner, congratulating Richardson on the newspaper coverage of the case, and he stated he planned on eventually turning himself in, but not before and before and allowing be, not before allowing the police to pursue him further. Additionally, he called and told Richardson to expect some souvenir of Beth Short in the mail which is one of her
1: sisters. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, uh, um, the thing that I was looking at was fucking, uh, with that, it was like, it seemed like they're trying to throw the trail off of somebody else or whatever, which is hilarious. Like it was in the most obvious fucking fashion. (laughs) I think they had a suspect at the time and it made it line up like this the suspect was whatever but then he had like an alibi so I don't uh, man I don't fucking remember it's just hilarious so that shit came in at that time
0: and then what date was that on so just three days later on January 24th a suspicious manila envelope was discovered addressed to the Los Angeles examiner and other Los Angeles uh, newspapers with individual words That had been cut and pasted from newspaper clipp uh, newspaper clippings. God damn, man! I can't talk. Additionally, a large message on the face of the envelope read: "Here is the Dahlia's belongings." With the following letter, the envelope contained oh, with the uh, belongings letter to follow. So the envelope contained shorts, birth certificate, business card, photographs, names written on pieces of paper, an address book with the name mark hansen and boast on the cover i got that wrong uh
1: they they suspected the mark i i flipped that they suspected him and then they lost interest because it seemed like whoever did it was trying to pin it on him because they coincidentally sent the shit and it had like the mark yeah the mark hansen thing like they were trying to pin it on the guy or some shit i flipped that it it wasn't trying to take attention off of, well, it was trying to take attention off of that guy, but they shifted. They're trying to shift the attention to someone they already thought it was going to be or some shit.
0: The packet had been carefully cleaned with gasoline, similar to Short's body, which led police to sus- uh, suspect that the packet had been sent directly by her killer. Despite efforts to clean the packet, several partial fingerprints were lifted from the envelope and sent to FBI for testing. However, the prints were compromised in transit and cannot be properly analyzed. That same day, a the packet was received by the examiner, a handbag with a black suede shoe, was reported to have been seen on top of garbage on top of a garbage can in the alley, a short distance from Norton Avenue, two miles away from the crime scene. The items were recovered by police, but they had also been wiped clean with gasoline, destroying any fingerprints.
2: God damn! Solvents, man. Am I right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he left prints on here. What should we do? God damn it! I don't know. <laughs>
0: I didn't know gas cleaned off fingerprints like that. So now, I I
2: why wouldn't it? Finger fingerprints are a uh, leftover oil residue from your finger, and gasoline's a solvent.
0: Do you know what they said uh, when I was on a travel crew and I was working for Have Lights a few years ago? So one of the trucks got broken into, and then we had to have the police come out there, and they had to dust for fingerprints and whatnot. And I was like, I was like, oh, dude, I was like, do you need to? Uh, I was like, cause everyone's been touching the doors and stuff and like opening the handles and they're like, Oh, we can't pull fingerprints off of the doors or anything. They're like, only if they touch the plastics inside the car, then we can grab them from there. They're like, otherwise it just wipes. It just wipes off and they're not usable. And I was like, Oh, I was like, so I was like, so in the movies when they're wiping off the steering wheel and stuff, that's all pointless. Like, yeah, you can't get fingerprints from any of that stuff. <laughs>
1: that's hilarious. Uh, that's a you know I was just thinking the cops here in this town are like uh, cops back in the day because it's like somebody will like rob a store and do this shit and the cops will come in and look at the footage and like I'm gonna be real with you we're never gonna catch this guy like, <laughs> like, like I mean they've, they it's they've just like, like well
2: not with that attitude you yeah. want.
1: <laughs> it's like he's probably he's probably long gone in a different town there's nothing we can <laughs> like. It's funny. I mean, it,
2: very seriously. Don't you? They're like,
1: no, <laughs> it'll be like, fucking like I got ripped off like $300 by a guy. I was like half awake and he bought tickets and I was supposed to drop the hundreds. And if I was paying attention and wide awake, I would have known that one of the fucking hundred dollar bills wa- was, was bluish. And this guy, uh, the other ones look more real, but not this one, but I was so fucking out of it. I wasn't fucking paying attention. I just started the graveyard things. So I wasn't fucking sleeping. Slamming down locos to sleep during the day it was it was a rough fucking whatever after that I started slamming down like fucking three rock stars a night, but anyways, this Damn. guy fucking um yeah he, he fucking got like three hundred dollars worth of tickets from me. The cops come the guy like had a hat on, and because of like the top view of the fucking cameras, you can barely make out his face so it's like. Yeah, we're probably not going to catch it. priority probably already in the town over. This motherfucker tried to pull it out the other store later that night, and they said they can't uh, take accept uh, large bills like that. And the guy flipped out, and went the pilot supposedly, but they had, I think theirs has like a machine you put money into or some shit.
4: Mm.
1: But yeah, it's just fucking. um, It's a, yeah. So, but it's not the first time. Fuck, I can't remember. Something else happened, too, and the cops said the same fucking shit. And it's just like, I'm going to be honest, we're not going to catch them. It's like, That's terrible, man. Yeah, it's just like, just fucking, it's like, there's, I mean, there's, which I guess realistically, because that road is the road people take in and out of fucking town. So it's just like, mm, stop, rip someone off, keep going. I mean, luckily the guy who hit our store, the one that was robbing places from Chica, a bunch of towns. They hit Chico, then they hit my store. I was on uh, paternity leave at the time but he got like one of my old coworkers and a guy only took the big, like the big bills or whatever. And he was being a dick on purpose and slowly counting them to him or like, giving them to him. Just being an ass. Cause he said that he, the dude had a gun, but he wasn't pointing it. He was just waving it around. So it's like, there was no intention to actually use the fucking gun. Still a ballsy move to do. I don't think yeah, I would have yeah. done the same, but the guy, it's the guy that fucking kept robbing stores and gotten a high, uh, high speed chase and ended up fucking crashing and dying. So uh, so, <laughs> so it was right. like, the motherfucker, yeah, the motherfucker died. Anyways, I heard someone at the store and Chico got fired because they had more than $300 in their drawer and we're only supposed to have 200. <laughs> Grimey. Yeah. Get robbed at gunpoint. And it's like, you're not getting, you're not getting it's like, fired. What if the, what if, you're getting fired for not following? What if the person
2: following. right in front of them just paid with a hundred dollar bill.
1: Yeah. See, then that's the fucked up thing because you're supposed to, when somebody gives you a hundred dollar bills, you're supposed to stop what you're doing, put it in the safe and then continue the transaction. And, uh, they say that same thing. If someone hands you like, fuck it. Cause I've had this, somebody's hand me like fucking $700 for gas today all in hundred dollar bills. And I have to stop what I'm doing, put it in a safe and then continue uh, for a uh, truck. Yeah. For a truck I there's this uh it's this one short, like older guy. He always pays in cash. That's the most I've ever seen him do it. Usually that's 300, 400. We had $700, but it's like, they always tell us, it's like, nobody's going to get mad at you for having to stop and then uh, do that kind of stuff. And if they give you uh, 20, I've had him do also it's like that's four hundred dollars. That's five fucking yeah. That's fucking like twenty twenty dollar bills. Yeah. yeah, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Yeah, like twenty twenty dollar bills. And sometimes the safe moves really fucking slow, and you got a line behind them. People get irritated, but yeah, but upper management doesn't understand how retail works. So they're always bitching.
0: So on. Uh... March 14th, and I'm still still here, you guys, obviously, but my phone's about to die, so I just got off the call. But uh, on March 14th, an apparent suicide note was scrolled in pencil on a bit of paper and was found tucked in a shoe in a pile of men's clothing by the ocean's edge at the foot of Breeze Avenue in Venice. The note read, To whom it may concern, I have waited for the police to capture me for the Black uh, Dahlia killing, but I have not... I am too much of a coward to turn myself in, so this is the best way out for me. I couldn't help myself for that or this. Sorry, Mary. And the pile of clothes was discovered by a beach caretaker who reported the discovery to a lifeguard, Captain John Dillon. Dillon immediately notified Captain L.E. Christensen of West Los Angeles Police Station, and the clothes included a coat, And trousers of blue herringbone tweed, a brown and white T-shirt, white jockey shorts, tan socks, tan moccasin leisure shoes, and a size about eight. And the clothes gave no clue to the identity of their owner. Whoever it
1: was, they did it. Anybody with a size eight shoe is definitely a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's not who I
0: think. I think Stephen wears a size eight. He does Maybe actually I nine. forgot.
1: You're right. He has extremely short feet. I forgot about that. He has we used to make fun of him all the time, call him babyfoot. We always say he has oh, baby Little feet, foot. Little foot. <laughs> I, I am the opposite. I wear like 10 and a half, I think. What, you got like 12s? 13. 13. God damn.
0: Damn. I wear a 10. You
1: know what they say about big feet, right? long foreskin so next
0: so I still
1: had one I'm sure <laughs>
2: police
0: uh, quickly yeah it grows back with your long feet but
1: uh, <laughs> with long feet you got the Wolverine healing factor only for foreskin I, I think Matthew used to make that joke I can't remember but it was like does Wolverine's foreskin just keep growing back <laughs>
0: Keeps cutting it off before he fucks women.
2: That would suck because Wolverine does feel pain. (laughs) Fuck. It's a real sleek look,
4: though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cuts it off a couple hours prior, and then he heals himself up. He's good to go. So police click, uh, quickly deemed Mark Hansen, the owner of the address Book found in the packet A suspect Hansen was a wealthy n- Local nightclub owner And uh, nightclub And theater owner sorry An acquaintance to theater. those
1: wait, wait, An just acquaintance said... Sorry I just, I just Oh no sorry. Mike said something too uh, I, I spaced I said it out Theater Theater Oh, and actually, Casey, uh, yeah, he definitely did it, and he fucking uh, got her in the ass with a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, his son, Chris Henson, created <laughs> took, he was, Muppet, took it on the road.
0: <laughs> Kermit the Frog. He's actually, he's actually related to Chris Hansen.
1: Oh, Chris Henson. Oh, yeah, that's Hansen, not Henson. Chris Hansen. Damn. Damn it. What are you doing here? Apparently, you're accusing me of murder. Uh, I have the, I have my alibi right here. What, what, what did she say? I that? call you Chris uh, Handsome. See, I, I like call you Chris and Handsome. I want you. I'm a war. I'm a booty
2: warrior. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the
1: funniest things Matt has ever showed me. Oh yeah, that's and, and the funniest. Person. Oh yeah, and the funniest part is that that's based off a real fucking dude, same name, everything. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Matthew hasn't showed you that. Yeah, he fucking he was in prison for I, I don't fucking know whatever, but same fucking voice, same fucking name, uh, Fleet Johnson, I think. Mm. Fleet Johnson, I don't remember, but yeah, he he's tried to fucking rape a guard. He's tried to done uh, uh, other <laughs> shit like that, and then he's oh, like oh, all these people walking around you know, stagging their pants, his new, whatever, you know, talking about his gangster. Oh man, that's just easy access for me. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and he he says in the fucking documentary thing about him or, or the news thing, whatever it was, he's like, no, it's booty is more important than food. It's more important than water. And he's just like going on about it the same way he does in that boondocks episode. So it's like, yeah. it's funny as fuck, but it's based off a real fucking dude. bleak oh Johnson, Johnson or whatever. I, did, I didn't know that. Yeah. And that's it, just, yeah, this shit's hella funny. That's why I try to tell people. Cause the whole sagging jeans thing, everybody said it used to mean uh, availability in prison. It wasn't, it was for actually, that guy was, for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I Like you can even fucking look, I've looked it up on Wikipedia and shit like, that. like, um, and other shit. It started as a fucking fashion fucking thing for like, Oh, this is what gangsters, whatever. It's like, it didn't start in prison, but fleet johnson said it's like it even hit he was in prison for hella fucking whatever like years and then people oh, started yeah. showing up back in their, their pants." yeah yeah that's <laughs> a, uh i forget what he did to be in there i don't know if it was rape. probably or rape yeah but um yeah like because he was around before people started sagging their jeans and we started seeing that it's like they think they're gangster yeah. but, uh, it's rape, many it. rapes yeah. who knows <laughs> i I have been alive for many rapes of many eons. I am the silver surfer of. <laughs> <laughs> I am the herald of. <laughs> I am the herald of. God damn it, dude! I can't think of a fucking uh, a sexual thing for Galactus.
3: Fuck. Oh well.
1: Oh well. It's not that important. It's just everybody's got. It's gonna put me on a watch list. I keep doing this. Yeah. This is like what second this episode. Is... <laughs> like... But, uh, this motherfucker—he's definitely gonna rape somebody in a Marvel superhero costume. Soon. Oh my god, <laughs> that's staying in. <laughs> He's gonna be raping the homeless wearing a Moon Knight costume. And when we when we uh, we found him uh, raping the homeless in a Moon Knight costume, we asked him why. All he simply just replied with, "They didn't give Moon Knight enough time, uh, enough screen time." And he deserves a second season. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> definitely no, I definitely has nothing to do with him shoving carrots in the ass of that man. Oh my God.
2: <laughs> and he brought it back.
1: Marshmallows too. Tis the time of year. Tis the time of year. Get, get him in a police vehicle. Check our trade. Check our trade.
0: All right. But back to Mr. Hansen. Uh, according to some some, uh, sources handsome also confirmed that the purse and shoe discovery in the alley were in fact shorts and toth uh shorts friend and roommate told investigators that short recently rejected sexual advances from handsome and suggested that it's uh, a potential motive for uh him to kill her however he was cleared of all suspicion in the case in addition to hansen the los angeles police department yeah. env- interviewed over 150 men in the ensuing weeks whom they believed to be a uh, potential suspect
1: why was that guy re- dismissed i think because the the weird coincidental fucking uh, evidence towards uh towards it because it did they send the thing with his address in the book like there there was some shit in the address book, pages were ripped out, but his was still in there. And it, it seemed like they were trying to point all the blame to him. Also, his um, his location didn't add up. One of his friends seen him seeing a, a show or something in some other place, and he also had another home in some other place. It was a something-hour <laughs> drive. There was... I I have no I, I can't remember the fucking thing. Okay, so, so pretty much he had now he was he wasn't in the area. A yeah, a friend uh, a friend or whatever an acquaintance or associate something seen him watching a, a showing of something in one location that was a different town, and then the, his his second home or his other home that he was staying at at the time. Um, it was a something hour drive just between there. There was no way he can go to the show and go. Back to that place, or even go back yeah. to the same fucking town that she was in in that amount of time. But also, yeah, he they a lot. It seemed like people are trying to pin him for it. Uh, is that the one she used to stay with too, or is that a different? I person? think,
0: I think, yeah, I I have him yeah. on the suspect list. I have some details further down. About oh
1: my, oh my bad. See, I, I I don't know if you have all that detail. Um, See, I I didn't write anything down, so I'm just going on my fucking blurry-ass memory of things. (laughs) (laughs) My vague-ass memories. So I'm going to sound like an idiot if you go. Yeah, he he basically, he, yeah, he had an alibi. There was no way he could have been at the place of murder and been at wherever he was at. I thought it was a show. I don't know. Sorry. Oh, you're good.
0: So there's a, there was a total of 750 investigators from the LAPD and other departments that worked on the case during its initial stages, including 400 sheriff deputies and 250 California State Patrol officers. Uh, various locations were searched for potential evidence, including storm drains throughout Los Angeles, abandoned structure, structures and various sites along the LA River, but The searches yielded no further evidence. City Councilman Lloyd G. Davis posted a $10,000 reward in 2022. That's equivalent to $131,058 for information leading to Short's killer. After the announcement of the reward, various people came forward with confessions, most of which the police dismissed as false. Several of the false confessors were also charged with obstruction of justice. On January 26th, another letter received by the examiner, at this time handwritten, which read, Here it is, turning Wednesday, January 29th, 10 a.m. Had my fun at the police, Black Dahlia Avenger. The letter also named a location in which the supposed killer would turn himself in. Police waited at the location on the morning of January 29th, but the alleged killer did not appear. Instead, at 1 p.m., the examiner offices received yet another. Cut and pasted letter which read, Have changed my mind. You would have not given me a square deal. The Dahlia killing was justified. The graphic nature of the crime scene was subsequent, and, su- and the subsequent letters received by the examiner has resulted in a media circus surrounding Schwartz's murder. Both local and national publications cover this story heavily. Many uh, many of which reprinted sensationalized reports suggesting that Short had been tortured for hours prior to death. The information, however, was fault, yes, yet police allowed the reports to circulate so to conceal Short's true cause of death, cerebral hemorrhage, from the public. Further reports about her personal life were public, uh, publicized, including details of her alleged uh, declining of Hanson's sexual advances. Additionally, a stripper who was an acquaintance of of shorts told police that she'd like to get guys worked up over her, but she'd leave them hanging dry. This led to some reporters, namely mostly the Herald Express and uh, detectives to look at the possibility that short was lesbian and begin questioning employees and uh, patrons of gay bars in Los Angeles. This claim, however, remained um, uh, unsubstantiated. uh, Ugh, I can't say the word.
2: Unsubstantiated?
0: Yes. The Herald Express also received several letters from the perpetrated killer, again made with cut and pasted clippings, one which read, I will give up on the Dahlia killings if I get 10 years. Don't try and find me. On... February first, the Los Angeles Daily News reported that the case had run into a stonewall with no new leads for investigators to pursue. The Examiner continued to run stories on the murder and the investigation, from uh, investigation which was front page news for thirty five days following the discovery of the body. When interviewed, lead investigator Captain Jack Donahue. Donahue. Uh, Donahue. Donahue? Yeah told the press that he believed that shorts murder had been taking place in a remote building or shack on the outskirts of Los Angeles and that her body was transported into the city where it was disposed disposed of based on the precise cuts and dissection of shorts body. The LAB, LAPD looked into the possibility that the murderer had been a surgeon, doctor, or someone with medical knowledge. In mid-February 1947, the LAPD served a warrant to the University of Southern California Medical School, which was located near the site of the body—not uh, located near the site where the body had been discovered. Requesting a complete list of the program's students, the university agreed so long as the students' ID... Identities remain private. Background checks were conducted but yielded no results. And so that's that's their whole background to their investigation, basically. And then we get into their murder suspects. Ooh. So the notoriety of Schwartz's murder had spurred a large number of confessions over the years, many of which had been deemed false. During the initial investigation into her murder, police received a total of 60 confessions, most mostly made by men. And since that time, over 500 people have confessed to the crime, some who were not even born at the time of her death. Sergeant John P. St. John. Jesus Christ.
1: That's a hell uh, of a name. I know. Dude, these names all sound like they're fucking made up in a fucking erotic novel or something where someone's <laughs> getting fucked at the end. Well, I mean, someone did get fucked at the end, just not in the uh, the fun kind. Uh, maybe both.
0: But he was I, a I detective who worked this case until his retirement, stated that it's amazing how many people offer up a, re- uh, a relative as the killer. So now we get into our suspect list. So these suspects were the original 24 viable suspects, but some of them, um, well, I think pretty sure, I'm pretty sure everybody on this list, besides a couple, let me let me just double check my notes. Okay, so some people on this list are going to have some background, but some people were cleared, so there's nothing really... Uh, Interesting. Yeah, so there's uh, Carl Balsiger, C. Wells, <laughs> Sergeant Chuck uh john d wade joe Scalis, james and nemino Nimi, uh,
1: uh, nemo, yeah, nemo probably sounds right <laughs> i'm not though.
0: mar uh,
1: maurice uh maurice maurice
0: maurice maurice, <laughs> that-
1: maurice uh, oh yeah call me maurice that's what it works yeah
0: uh, a Chicago police officer. <laughs> that,
1: that's his time. A Chicago police officer. He doesn't really have a name. <laughs> 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 he, he, He's someone the simulation
0: created.
1: We didn't really
2: have time for names. He, for <laughs> He's not a main character in this story. <laughs> uh,
0: Salvador Torres Vera. Dr. George Hodel, which is who I favor for uh, the murderer.
1: A Chicago police officer, number two. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Dr. George Hodell. Yeah, uh Hodell, um, that's who I pinned for it too. I just i am fucking watched the whole thing about his family.
0: Marvin, Margolis, Glenn Wolf, Michael Anthony Ortero, George Bacos, Francis Campbell. Queer Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Queer I Woman <laughs> I knew you're gonna I knew you
1: were gonna laugh at it. Queer what? Woman Surgeon like weird or as an. Like like she was strange, or as in... no, I think
0: uh, she was- possibly homosexual, I'm not sure well,
1: <laughs> judging by <laughs> when the, that's, judging that's, by when
0: this description
1: weird. was written, it could be mean uh weird that's what I was wondering because it back then it's like people use queer to to, to say like odd,
0: like weird but. Her title was queer woman's uh, surgeon Renner. Her
1: official title—that's a—that's a, its like job title. Uh, I was a queer woman surgeon. Uh, what's that? I only worked on queer women. That's uh, so, it. Uh, apparently, they didn't let gays and straights into our hospital in the in the same door.
0: <laughs> Doctor Paul D Gaston, Doctor A E Briggs, Doctor M M Schwartz, Doctor Arthur McGinnis. Bought Dr. Patrick S. O'Reilly Mark Hansen and Benjamin Bugsy. Seagull. Siegel.
2: <laughs> Be- Benjamin Bugsy Siegel?
0: Yeah a real that?
2: name. Oh, I yeah, thought he, you he was, was a,
0: he was a he was a mobster. Benjamin Bugsy, Bugsy Siegel. was is probably a straight name. I'm assuming
1: seems too creative for a fucking mobster. And this is like 100%. I don't think 98%. I don't think it would have been that guy because a mobster that's that fucking detailed means that they would have done it. There would have been multiple times. You would have seen this multiple times in the area because if that's just something he did to fucking people that crossed them. You would have seen him doing it to rival fucking uh, mobsters. You would have been seeing him doing it to police officers, maybe. You just say, uh, unless they were all covered up by the police. And the only reason she wasn't was because a civilian called it in at the wrong time, wrong place at the wrong time.
0: So, uh, Walter Bailey, he's our first suspect on the list. Uh- Bailey was a Los Angeles surgeon who lived one block south of the vacant lot which Short's body was found until he left his wife in October 1946. His daughter was a friend of Short's sister, uh, Virginia, and had been the matron of honor at her wedding. When Bailey died in 1948, his autopsy showed that he was suffering from a degenerative degenerative brain disease and after his death his widow alleged that the mistress knew a terrible secret about bailey it was made uh, the main beneficiary beneficiary upon his death as a result bailey was never a suspect in the case but many medical doctors and others with medical training were in secret testimony to uh, and other were in training, were suspects and then in secret testimony, Detective Harrison Harry Harrison Harry Hansen, one of the original <laughs> investigators,
3: <laughs> told that <Harry> 1949 <laughs> these are not, it just
1: don't seem like real fucking names. But at uh, he told
0: 1949 Los Angeles County Grand Jury that his opinion that the killer was a top medical man, a fine surgeon. Bailey was sixty-seven years old at the time of the murder, had known had no known history of violence or criminal activity of any kind, and is not known to have met Short, even though his daughter was Short's oldest uh Short's oldest a friend of Short's oldest sister. But I didn't write this down in my notes, but uh the brain disease that he had did uh a side effect of it is violence and personality change so that's hmm. why people kinda kinda suspect him. But he was never named a suspect officially.
2: Is that the guy who you think it is or was it someone no, else?
0: No no we'll get to him. That's uh the guy that I think it is is uh what's his face? Uh George Hodell. He's coming down the list. Hmm. Joseph tell us about Norman Chandler.
1: Chandler all right Norman Chandler uh, also known as Chandler Bings he was on Friends and he married Monica I'm uh, just uh, Donald Wolf's 2005 book The Black Dahlia Files the mob the mogul the murder that transfixed did you say wolf did I say wolf Donald Wolf right Donald Wolf Wolf, wolf? I-, I say wolf All right, I'm sorry. All right, that's how I talk. Okay, Donald Wolf's 2005 book, The Black Dahlia Files, The Mob, The Mogul, The Murder, The Transfix Los Angeles' names. Norman Chandler, publisher of the Los Angeles Times from 1945 to 1960, as a suspect in the murder. In a complicated scenario involving multiple perpetrators, Wolf. Claims that Chandler impregnated Short while she was working as a call girl for the notorious Hollywood Madame, Brenda Wallen, which led to her murder at the hands of gangster Bugsy Siegel. Wolf's claim that Short was a prostitute. Is that odds with the okay, Los was Angeles... Is that
2: guy fans? actually a gangster?
0: Yes. yes uh, he was okay. a Los Angeles mobster. I uh, think he was actually he? from uh, Boston. That's just...
1: Yeah. Uh, maybe... Uh, yeah, well... Odds of Los Angeles County District Attorney's Files, which plainly state that she was not as Wolf asserts pregnant. I I said that so weird because I kept trying to keep up with the accent. Uh yeah, no, that Bugsy thing sounds like it uh, yeah, it sounds like an East Coast type fucking uh nickname. Actually, uh D twelve. Uh one of the one of the original members of D twelve's name was uh wasn't it Bugsy? I don't know. I can't remember, but, but the dude fucking, uh, he was, he died. Um, was it bugsy? It might not have been bugsy. Oh, bugs. I think it was just bugs. I don't fucking remember. Now I'm going to look at it right now. Yeah, it was just bugs. It wasn't bugsy. It was bugs. So our nest,
0: our nest, our nest, Oh, I, I was talking. I was talking shit about you saying words wrong, and I can't even read half the shit I write. So it's you know.
1: I was well, I pronounce. Everything. I pronounce like uh, I pronounce wolf as wolf. Uh, I say syrup and not syrup. But as I always say, constantly, well, Syria is not called Syria. Unless that's <laughs> how Cleveland people Cleveland Brown. <laughs>
0: So, Leslie Dillon, uh, he was a 27-year-old bellhop aspiring writer and former mortician's assistant who became suspect when he began writing to the Los Angeles Police Department psychiatrist Dr. J. Paul D. River in October 1948. Dylan was living in Florida at the time of his correspondence with D River but had formerly lived in Los Angeles. He read a story about the case in True Detective Style magazine in which D River was quoted and wrote was quoted and wrote to D River regarding his theories on the case. In his correspondence he mentioned an intense interest in sadism and sexual violence and hope in hopes for Hopes of authoring a book on the subject, Dylan offered up one of his friends, Jeff Connors, as a likely suspect. Over the course of their correspondence, D River began to believe that Connors did not exist and that Dylan had committed the murder himself. Police soon discovered that Connors did indeed exist and his real name was Artie Lane. Lane had lived in Los Angeles at the time of the murder and was employed by Columbia Studios, a favorite hangout of shorts as shorts and he was working as a maintenance man. Joseph, talk about yourself in this one. You should have said this name as your intro.
1: Joseph, I'm Joseph A. Demias. Uh, Demias is... Demias Demias once was a 29 year old soldier stationed at Fort Dix. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Why didn't I (laughs) say it? It was in New Jersey. So he confessed to shorts murder a few weeks after it occurred. Although this breakthrough quote unquote breakthrough was quickly dismissed by the original investigators. The Los Angeles press covered it enthusiastically until it was revealed that Demias had been at Fort Dix at the time of the murder. Demias was cleared of any involvement in the crime. Although he continued to claim he killed short each time he was arrested for various offenses. Well into the 1950s. What a weird fucking thing. Hey, you can't be peeing on a playground. Ah, I fucking killed short. I did it. Don't arrest me. <laughs> Go on. No, dude. So, uh, we're not doing that. You yeah. pissed down the fucking slide again.
0: Yeah. I pissed on This his body. Time, This time there's a child on it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what are you gonna do? You gonna give me for indecent exposure you you gonna get me for murder? I don't know. Come on, get me for murder. <laughs> Maybe this guy wasn't right in the head. He probably wasn't. I think he just wanted out of the military at the time. What was going on in between that time? He might have preferred prison over the military. He I was mean, probably trying to get out of fucking active duty. Well, it probably wasn't active duty actually. if He was on.
0: Never mind. Our uh, next uh, suspect that we briefly oh, talked about you know. was uh, Mark mm-hmm. Hanson. He was a, as we said earlier, a Hollywood nightclub owner whose house. Who's home? Short. He short lived with him for a little bit at his home. I don't. Uh, <laughs> she fucking lived with him. All right, that's just the, the fucking thing. Either as playing. Border or as a guest on several occasions between May 1946 and October 1946, Hansen's girlfriend Ann Toth shared a room with Short in this house, which was near Hansen's nightclub. Short called Hansen from San Diego on January 8th, making him one of the last people known to have spoken to her. The Los Angeles County District files indicate that Hansen made contradictory contra- Contrad-
1: contradictory uh, contradictory yes. statements to authorities. Contradictory
0: statements to authorities about the nature of the, uh, his conversation. An address book boast with Hanson's name was among Short's belongings mailed to the Los Angeles examiner after her murder by someone claiming to be the killer. The address book belonged to Hanson, but he never used it. Short had been using it as her own. And the DA's files also indicate that Hanson tried to seduce Short but was rebuffed. He was one of the first serious suspects in the case, and he was still a prime suspect into the late 1951s. Hanson also linked three other suspects, each was linked to three other suspects, each of whom was a medical doctor, Dr. Patrick S. O'Reilly, Dr. M. M. Schwartz, and Dr. Arthur, Arthur mcginnis Brought. So that was...
1: um. Well, before with the contradictory thing. My brain got scrambled there for a minute. I, I kept wanting to say contradictionary. It's an a R.A. Rugaman song. Uh Yeah, so um uh, something that I would I I was uh looking at um this thing where it was saying that he had uh, that he was like very like fucking obsessed with her or something that she couldn't even bring she had to tell him she was a virgin or whatever to get him to leave her alone or some shit, and that she would have her like the a guy would, like, I like sluts, <laughs> I like sluts, get out of here, short, go get. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, and then she leaves crying, it's like, and he looks at his girlfriend that's in the room, it's like, well, that made for a short relationship, ha ha. ha. <laughs> Give me a martini, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, so apparently she would get dropped off down the road or some shit, and then she would come back and um he would yeah, he would get hella mad, like he was jealous that she was like seeing guys and all this stuff. I don't know, it was like a weird fucking thing, I mean, they weren't together or anything, but he was like weirdly obsessed with her, apparently. He would flip the fuck out if she went on dates with people and to calm him down, she had to say she was a virgin.
2: Wow. That guy must've been really passive because she went on like 75.
1: Yeah. That's, what, that's <laughs> what it's, it's like all these guys just dropped her off down the fucking road, but he knew we have a a slut again. Short. Don't make me lose my temper. That's where it came from. It's like you're short tempered because uh, he was always mad about her. <laughs> <laughs> my temper is very short. I don't have time for this. I'm a busy man. I own a nightclub and I definitely don't know how to dissect you from the waist down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: I'm glad this, uh, this next suspect landed on you since you watched that hour documentary. Oh yeah. Tell us, tell us about Mr. George Hodel, Joseph, Dr. George
1: Hill, Hodel Jr. Came under police scrutiny in October, 1949. When his 14-year-old daughter, Tamar, accused him of molesting her, despite three witnesses testifying that they had seen Hodel having sex with Tamar, he was acquitted in December 1949. The trial led the LAPD to include Hodel, a physician, specializing in sexually transmitted diseases, among its many suspects in the Dahlia case. Police put Hodel under surveillance from February 18th to March 27th uh, from february eighteenth to Mar- uh, to march twenty seventh in nineteen fifty sorry uh to a certain ascertain. whether uh, to ascertain god damn it dude whether he could be implicated in the murder and the surviving transcripts uh, trans transcripts, I'm trans words uh, surviving transcripts of microphone recordings Hodel was heard making highly incriminating statements. Supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia. They couldn't prove it now. And they can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead. They thought there was something fishy. Anyway, now they may have figured it out. Killed her, maybe I did. Kill my secretary. George Hadell, February nineteen (laughs) fifty. The secretary referred to was Ruth Spaulding, who police had previously suspected of being murdered by uh, Hodel in 1945. He was present when Spaulding overdosed and had burnt some of her papers before police were called. The case was dropped owing dropped owing to lack of evidence, but documents were later found that indicated Spaulding was about to publicly accuse Hodel of intentionally misdiagnosing patients and billing them for laboratory tests, medical treatment and prescriptions not needed. Hodel's so son, like
0: current fucking medical. Yeah. Like how people these do days.
1: Now. That's why I went to the fucking doctors recent or not recently. It was like in August. Cause I, I was getting this fucking like rash in my armpit and they were trying to cram fucking antidepressants and, um, uh, Oh God damn it. What's it called? um, I've talked about this before, uh, heart medication shit, uh, blood pressure medication, even though they said, and I was like, oh, is it that high? And they're just like, it's just concerning. It'd be concerning if you were an older man. I was like, well, that's a weird thing to fucking say. Also by the way these bastards and I said this in a group thing but it's funny they put it under my uh, medical illnesses as uh, alcohol abuser or the 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 term for it the medical term is antidepressant abuser <laughs> which is like I thought alcohol was a depressant I don't fucking understand anyways uh medical treatment prescriptions not needed uh let's get back uh Hodel's son former LAPD homicide detective Steve Hodel Hodel Believe Short may have been one of his father's patients. uh, George Hodel's son, Steve, started to suspect him of killing Elizabeth Short after George's death. For Steve Hodel, a former LAPD detective, the idea that his father, George, may have killed Elizabeth Short started with a hunch. While looking through George's belongings after his death, he found a tiny photo album that contained two photos of a dark-haired woman, a woman who bore an uncanny resemblance. To the black dahlia. Steve started to dig into his theory and came up with some compelling clues. His father, a doctor, would have had the the skill necessary to slice the black dahlia into. His handwriting seemed to match letters to the police, and he appeared to have purchased bags of concrete shortly before Short's death. Who shortly before Short's death, which matched bags found near her body. I just like the way that flowed. Uh, I. This is the person one hundred percent that I believe. Fucking sounded, killed her. It's
2: sounding like it. Yeah, and when
1: I was delving into like his fucking uh background with shit, I was like watching a, a thing about him. Uh better than saying delve uh so since he was like so when he was a child, he was really good at the piano and everything. His mom uh Hodell's mom wouldn't let him play with other kids because she was afraid he was gonna ruin his hands and ruin his music career. So he's always fucking pissed off about that. She dies skateboarding. (laughs) Fucking shredded it. That's how he did on the keyboard. (laughs) Shredded it. That's not how keyboards sound. Uh, Pianos, not keyboard. Whatever. Uh, So after she died, he put down, he always had really good fucking grades. He put down the fucking piano. He just quit music altogether because he despised it because of her. That wasn't the end of his fucking love for art, though. He continued on with fucking art later on. He loved paintings. He loved um, surreal art. I don't fucking know. I don't know anything about art. And my brain is too foggy right now to remember. But he was really into fucking art. He liked to see the fucking hidden meanings of shit and all that crap. Um, the dude was a fucking genius. So when he was a teenager, he did a IQ test. Anything over 140, uh, you're considered a genius. He scored 186 they said it was the same score that Einstein had. I think it was 186. He scored the same that Einstein did in an IQ test. This guy, this kid was a genius. He went to, um, which school did he go to? Uh, when he was 17, he went to a fucking college. He slept with his professor's wife, impregnated her, <clears throat> wanted to be with her. She moved away and denied him. And it's like, nah, dude, you're a kid. Get the fuck out of here. I just wanted that smart dick for a minute. And so he's like, ah, rats. So he went back to school. They fucking kicked him out. He went to Caltech. I don't remember if that's when I kicked him out. I thought that was crazy. Big bang theory, Caltech. They've never made a joke about this guy. Um, he just, he fucking just flawlessly got through fucking school. He was fucking hella smart. Um, so that was the first, yeah, that kid. I don't know if he still had, I don't know if he had contact with the, the pregnant woman after that. Um, also, I don't know if this was in there, too. Not only was he doing the thing where giving uh, giving people medication, diagnosing them with fake shit, he was also uh, running, like, uh, illegal... or giving people whatever for illegal abortion clinics and shit like that. That's not so bad. Uh, my brain's a little loose here. So, he had his fucking oldest daughter come and stay with him, the one that was... The, all the molestation things. From what I read... Um, I'm saying I'm um, a lot. From what I read, the mom of that child said she is a compulsive liar. But he used to ho- host these orgies and stuff. His wife would be there too, but she she wasn't. Uh, they don't. It, it wasn't for sure if she was into it or if because she, she was a afra- deadly afraid of them. So she could have just been involved because whatever. But he would have his 14 uh, year old daughter. Like uh, pose nude and stuff, and then she he would try to, uh, from what she said, try to offer up uh, to the people that were there and everything sexually, and then he uh, I guess had her perform oral on him. Said she was chosen something. Was going do other stuff. It was said that she, her first pregnancy was from her dad, uh, so she gave up the baby to an adoption agency with on the uh, um on adoption agency, to an orphanage. To where the birth certificate said an unknown N-word father. I'm not going to say it. And so the baby was sent to live with a black family because that's what they did with shit like that. And um, back then in those days, which was, uh, I forget her uh, the name she was going by when she was adopted. Her mother was a drunk. Her name's Fauna Hodel. And so she... Um, they actually made a, a a fucking TV series, I guess, about about her and then coming back and then finding the Black Dahlia killer. So it, it's like kind of based huh. off of her book, the real person's book. So she. So she was born believing she was light skinned. And that she was going to get darker when she got older. So Fauna Hodel. Um, she went through her whole life uh, living with like in a black neighborhood everybody's always asked about her skin to the point that she used to carry around her birth certificate showing that it says uh unnamed uh black father I'm going to say it that way um and so just to just to prove that she was uh, also like dark skin she would have to keep showing people her birth certificate the point she used to like sunbathe and everything else trying to make herself darker Cause she just believed she was a light skinned baby, blue eyes, fucking white. And she thought she was part black and that she was going <laughs> to eventually. That. Well, that is yeah. A right child. Yeah. it's uh So she, she, uh, her stepdad or, well, the, the guy, <laughs> the boyfriend of her fucking, Oh, by the way, the TV series, Chris Pine, I think is the killer in it. So yeah, the, the TV series, it stars Chris Pine. It's a short, uh, a short series. It came out in 2019 flew completely. Uh, it's named after the book. I am the night. It's, it's based off the book that fauna Hodel wrote about her family. So huh. she finds out by her fucking um, by the mom, mm-hmm. who's an alcoholic who doesn't fucking like her, everything else, uh, whatever. Uh, I think because I well, I don't know exactly why I forget, but her boyfriend's the one that, tells fauna Hodel that she's adopted so uh, uh fauna finds her uh, tries to find her biological family she knew that she was in an adoption place or an orphanage in like san francisco but her family was from la so she just started going through the um the phone book the yellow pages going through every hotel and fucking whatever after she got all that name and who does she get a hold of? None other than her fucking uh, grandfather, which is, a yeah, um, Hodel in question here. Uh, why did I forget his name already? George Hodel. Uh, so he gets a hold of her. He puts her in contact with her biological mother, who's living in Hawaii at the time. She goes there. Her mother tells her that her birth name was Fauna. She changes her name to Fauna. Oh, and by the way, she married a a a, a black a black. This isn't really important, but it was a, a black guy she married. Or Well, no, she got with a black guy. I don't know if they were married. They had a kid together. She took the kid to Hawaii. She ends up having another kid. I don't know if it's with the same person, but she ends up having one black kid, one white kid. They're like opposites, I guess. One is married to a woman. The other one's married to a man. Not opposite because their skin color, but I guess their personalities are kind of opposite and then I don't know. Maybe there was a joke in there because of that. <laughs> I I don't know. It was kind of stupid. But they they're the ones that kept uncovering their mom's tapes with things. Fana Hodell who talked about the whatever. I think she believed that her grandfather also was the Black Dahlia murderer. Uh but uh she she's Actually like pretty popular. She actually directed a movie or she wrote the script to a movie. Her um she's a motivational speaker for uh, racial equality and human rights because she grew up well thinking she was black. So I mean this is a real fucking uh what's that what is that um uh what what's his fucking name? God damn it, Ace Ventura
3: Detective.
1: Yeah, that dude. No, no. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, his name. I, I can't think of his fucking name right now. Uh, Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey. There we go. There's that Jim Carrey movie where he... Oh, no, wait, no. He didn't think he was... No, I'm yeah, making two different you're movies. I thinking
2: of a Steve Martin movie. Yeah, Steve yeah. Martin.
1: Steve That's Martin. Yeah, yeah that Steve Jim Martin movie. That's how Fauna's... Li- I mean, not exactly. That's, Fauna grew up thinking she was black, but she was white the whole time. She was an adopted white girl... And she thought she was half black the whole time. Everybody thought she was just light skinned, and whatever. So, and it's like, it's not, she was a, a white woman. And then she found her fucking mom. Uh, she, yeah, she, uh, she wrote a true crimes memoir called one day she'll darken the mysterious beginnings of fauna Hodel. Uh, no. Yeah, and uh, she—that's when she discovered her mom told her that possibly, like, her dad was her grandfather because he raped her or whatever. I don't think they ever did a DNA test, or they couldn't figure and it her, out. Her father, you mean?
2: Yeah her her father. Like, either her,
1: way, her dad would be her grandpa. Yeah, her dad is her grandpa, like at the same time. So that's all this crazy shit happened with her. And um, yeah, I mean, she just she believed the the. The same shit, but, uh, back to, back to, uh, fucking George, uh, sorry, I'm scattered everywhere. George Hodel. So he was really into fucking paintings and shit. He was obsessed with the work from this guy named man Ray or man rays. I laugh so fucking hard. The man Ray or whatever the fuck his name is from SpongeBob. Yeah. So he was obsessed with this guy's work and, um, they believe That he fucking, uh, he, he put, uh, the blood, he put short in that position because it was an artistic, uh, man Ray had a fucking painting of a half woman, half Minotaur. And she has her hands up in the exact motion that the black Dahlia had her hands up the same exact Mm -hmm. fucking way up like that. And man Ray, I think he was friends with man Ray. I think they're thinking they fucking did the murders together. I think it was. I don't know, but uh, Man Ray. So Man Ray believed that a woman's body is only meant for artistic whatever. Like their their only purpose is to be viewed as art. There's something about her lips in a painting that resembles the fucking um, the Glasgow thing. There's a bunch of different connect. I, I don't know. The only they kind of seem vague as they went on, but the the main one was the fucking painting they showed, and it's like. The woman's arms are like the same way that hers were because she seemed, it seemed like she was positioned the same way as the men, half woman, half like the woman Minotaur fucking painting from this guy, Man Ray.
0: Yeah, and, uh, is my eyes? Is that a Minotaur? Is that a Minotaur?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, uh, also, uh, supposedly in those fucking tapes with him. There, they could, uh, there was like faint screaming, like from a basement or some shit. His kid came out and said that he never seemed to like children. He used to scare them. Apparently. What was it? Like in the halls with a speaker or I, I don't know what the fuck it was, but he would be like yelling at them saying, this is God and shit like that. Like trying to put the fear of God. Well, in Yeah. He was just, he didn't seem to get along with his children at all. Uh, when he would go, they would go on trips with their dad and he would leave them in the car for a long periods of time. And it turned out later that they'd find out it's because he was fucking women in places. And uh, he believed. Even. Oh, maybe uh, he believed that the soul, I forget all the fucking day. He believed that the sole purpose in life, life revolved around having sex. Like he believed like a sexual fucking whatever, that's what made the world fucking go no, around. We're not, no,
2: this guy was a fucking serial killer.
1: Yeah, that's a, he said, uh, or there was another body found that was cut the same fucking way. And I forget, fuck, I forget what it was, but it had, it had the, uh, the initials BD on the body, like black Dahlia. And it, the, they said the handwriting is almost identical to George Hodel's handwriting, and after all this shit with the recording and stuff, he fled to another country. Was that written there? He fled to another fucking country to where another body was cut up in that country. Uh, something yeah, was, miles was, from was, his house. Was, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. there was there good. was a body that was found a couple miles from his house when he they say he didn't flee the country, but he fled the country and they said he had connections because no one can find the recordings anymore. Just the writing The LAPD had connections in there because again, he worked. um, So back then, if you had an STD, it meant that you were like, police officers. Yeah. That's what they're saying is. So back then it wasn't just like, Oh, you can contract STD. No, you were whoring around like, um, government officials, if they caught an SCD, they're automatically considered, uh, uh, people cheating on their wives. And so they would like, you yeah. know, people wouldn't reelect them and shit like that. Like it was like a real fucking stigma back then. So they're saying that he probably fucking, um, he was blackmailing police officers and shit. Like he had a bunch of people in his pocket pretty much because he was like, well, you had, you had the clap fucking two weeks ago. So either either get rid of the tapes or you fucking piss off and uh, let everybody know that uh, you got the drip dog. (laughs) Yeah. He fucking um, I'm trying to remember the fucking. Uh, Fuck. I should have wrote this shit down because I'm just like all over the fucking place. Supposedly wherever he fucking fled to though, they found a fucking body. Apparently, though, when he fucking he fled to the Philippines, they found another body killed uh, the same way.
3: Now, I can't fucking remember. the. How
4: has this case not been
2: solved?
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was fucking. uh, I mean,
2: I guess it's circumstantial, but it's like, come on.
1: That's he seems like the most whatever. He was a fucking genius like kid. Well, there's plenty of uh, serial
2: killers that were fucking stupid. The more stupid, yeah. by just so happens that one of the most famous serial killers of all time happened
1: to be really smart. That being Ted Bundy, uh, this person says, When I mentioned Dr. George Hill Hodel Jr. in an earlier post, I mentioned the jigsaw murders in Manila, Philippines, in the 1960s. Dr. Hodel Jr. as a prime suspect in the murder of the Black Dahlia is an excellent candidate for the murderer, especially considering Lucila Laloo was found in almost the exact same condition as Elizabeth Short. So her name was Lucila Laloo. I guess this is the, the Jigsaw murders uh, in Manila. Uh, it wasn't a great place to live in the 1960s. Uh, crazy crime. So, in I mean, but that doesn't explain why they were surgically fucking sliced in half unless they were inspired by it, but okay. So Lucila Lulu uh, was married to a police officer and she owned a beauty store and a nightclub. And that's yeah. So in uh, May 28th, 1967, Lucila Lulu went to work, but she never returned home. Uh, she went missing for two days and was never discovered Uh, on May 30th, 1967. They found the lower portion of her body near a river. And then later the upper, uh, the upper body was found in a park near a major intersection. Her head was never found. Hmm. Uh, The police uh, seemed uh, the police seemed to make some blunders during the investigation The biggest one was they didn't search the prime suspect's apartment when they arrested him. Instead, they waited. um, And that the scene uh, by which the scene of the crime was contaminated and there was no like evidence. And there was no evidence that possibly could have been planted there. there. They had a confession, but it seemed like it was coerced. Two other Filipino women were murdered in a much similar manner in the two years before Lalu's murder. And see, this is in 1960, and if he fled 1950, he had a whole fucking 10 years of fucking murdering people. The information on these women, though, are nearly impossible to receive. They may not exist except outside the mind of one demented journalist. Yeah, so so her. They said like they found her, or or that she lived. I I forget what it fucking was. I just scrambled through this. It, she either lived uh, like very close to him, or her body was found very close to where he was living at the time in the Philippines. That's too coincidental. Yeah, that's why I was like so, it, it makes the most sense. But what's the lipstick murders?
0: So the lipstick murders. So. The Hodel son, Steve, and another author, William Rasmutin, have suggested a link between the short murder and the 1946 murder and disembodiment of six-year-old Suzanne Deegan in Chicago, Illinois. Captain Donahoe of the LAPD stated publicly that he believed that the Black Dolly and the Lipstick murder in Chicago were likely connected. Among the evidence cited is the fact that Short's body was found on Norton Avenue, three blocks west of Deegan Boulevard, Deegan being the last name of the girl from Chicago. There's also striking similarities between the handwriting on the Deegan ransom note and that of the Black Dahlia avenger. Both texts use a combination of capital and small letters. The Deegan note read in part, burn this for her safety, and it's capital B, lowercase u, capital R-N, and then capital T, lowercase h i s, and then capital F, lowercase o, capital R, lowercase h e, capital R, and then capital S a, lowercase. F capital T Y and both notes contained a similar mishap letter P and one word that matches exactly convicted serial killer. William Hineris served life in prison for Deegan's murder, initially arrested at the age of 17 for breaking into a residence close to that of Deegan's. Herons claimed that he was tortured by police and forced and forced to confess and made a scapegoat for the murder. After being taken from the medical infirmary infirmary addiction, uh, Correctional Center on February 26, 2012 for health problems Herons died in the University of Illinois Medical Center on March 5, 2012 at the age of 83 and still claimed his innocence and they and the son suspects that his well if he suspected that his father was a black Dahlia murder he suspects that he killed that girl as well
2: Was he living in Chicago at the time?
0: No, but it was in forty
3: six. He could have just went down there, took a jaunt. But they believe it was connected due to the handwriting. Hmm. Because it it was a it was a perfect match. It was a perfect match. All right. So
0: next guy. Another George, George Knowlton. There is a little reliable. Too much. (laughs) (laughs) There is a little reliable information available on George Knowlton, except for the fact that he lived in Los Angeles in the LA area at the time of the Black Dahlia murder and died in a car accident in 1962. In the early 1990s, George Knowlton's daughter, Janice, began claiming that she witnessed her father murdering Elizabeth Short and claim a claim she based largely on recovered memories that surfaced during therapy for depression after a hysterectomy. Based on these recovered memories, Knowlton published Daddy Was the Black Dahlia Killer with veteran crime writer Michael Newton in 1995. In the book, Knowlton, a former professional singer and owner of a public relations company, alleged that her father had been having an affair with Elizabeth Short, and Short was staying in a makeshift bedroom in the garage where she suffered a miscarriage. George Knowlton allegedly murdered Short in the garage and bisected her in the sink, then forced her 10-year-old daughter, Janice, to accompany him when he disposed of the body. According to Knowlton, Short was a sex worker and a procurer of children for child trafficking for a child trafficking ring. Milton claimed that a former member of the L.A. Sheriff's Department told her that her father was considered a suspect at the time by that agency.
3: Now we got a... That's that's another interesting one.
1: Yeah. Robert M. Red Manley, Dude, that fucking... uh, All I want to know is how he got the nickname Red.
0: Well... He was a red haired pipe clamp salesman. That's why
2: <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I said, <laughs> I asked earlier, is he ginger?
0: <laughs> oh, is he redheaded? I, didn't even yeah, think that's, about I, that. I Googled it. So I was like, I was like, how, how did he get the nickname a red? Salesman. So he was a fucking, salesman.
1: People just, are so fucking clever red back red. then. People were so fucking clever back then with their nicknames. It's like, hey, look, hey, Robert Red, uh, Robert M. Red Manly, What are you doing out here? Ah, nothing. Just hanging out with the old thin dickhead Pete over here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, uh. Oh, I'm just hanging. It's like ah, nothing. We're about to go over to the lopsided testicle Joe's house over. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, Speak. <laughs> this spitting over here. Uh, so, you know, Robert M. Red Manley. He's very manly. He had red hair. We know that. He's the last person to see him with Elizabeth short before her disappearance. Manley was the LAPD's top suspect in the first few days after the killing. After two polygraph tests and a sworn alibi, Manley was set free. He also identified Short's handbag purse and one of her shoes after they were discovered in a trash can on January 25, 1947, several miles from the murder scene. Manley, who had been discharged from the Army for mental disability—oh, she knew how to pick him—subsequently suffered a series of nervous breakdowns and claimed to be hearing voices. As a result, he was committed to Patton State Hospital by his wife in 1954. Died on January sixteenth, nineteen eighty six. The coroner attributed his death as an accidental fall. Was he the one that? Uh, one of the things I read. One of them. It might have been him. Died on like the the whatever anniversary of the day she died. Hmm. Karma. Yeah, no, it was him. It was him. He fell off his balcony and um. Fuck. Where did he live? Um.
0: Well, I said he died on January sixteenth. She died on January fifteenth.
1: Okay, maybe maybe the thing I read was wrong. They were saying something about thirty years after the death, but maybe maybe they didn't have the facts right. But still, uh, an accidental fault, and it sounds like a guilty conscience, but still not as guilty <laughs> as a, a George uh, Hodel, Billy yeah,
0: Sardell. He's still my favorite. Our next uh, guy on the list, though, is Dr. Patrick O'Reilly. And according to the L.A. District Attorney Files, he was a medical doctor who knew short through the nightclub owner, Mark Hansen. According to the files at the time of the murder, O'Reilly was a good friend of Hansen and a frequent of Hansen's nightclub. Files also stated that O'Reilly attended sex parties at. Malibu with Hanson. O'Reilly had a history of sexual motivated violent crime. He had been convicted of assault with a deadly weapon for taking his secretary to a motel and sadistically beating her almost to death and apparently for no other reason than to satisfy his sexual desires without intercourse. The files state uh, further oh wait intercourse, the, oh the files okay, with that, without Intercourse course, the file states, further, the files indicate that O'Reilly's right pressure crawl had been surgically removed, which inve- investigators found similar to the mutilation of Short's body. The files indicated that O'Reilly had once been married to the daughter of an LAPD captain who was also bisexual. I don't know why that was important, but it was.
1: Because <laughs> back then they were just aiming towards gay people.
3: This guy sounds like a pretty likely suspect. Dr. Patrick
0: S. O'Reilly. His, uh, his great-grandson actually opened up uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Fun fact. You're a fucking liar. Oh, oh, you, oh, you, oh. a murderer. You get tired of tuning up uh, women, you can come and tune up your car.
1: Damn! Yeah. <laughs> God damn! That's fucked up. <laughs> Listen here, the only woman I've taken apart are these women right here. Oh, you know what? You're right. We don't. And if I was gonna destroy anybody's anus, it'd be the 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 little uh, exhaust pipes right here. Okay, we understand what you're saying. Now, if I was gonna give a glass a smile, anyway, be my bitch <laughs> of a grandmother, but then I'd be right back. To, <laughs> Sexually assaulting my vehicles. <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you get out of here? <laughs> I'm gonna turn back on the Beatles. I'm gonna pretend like you never came. Hand me that bottle of lotion. Get the fuck out.
0: <laughs> Tell us about our final oh, normal. Yeah. Uh,
1: what are we on? Uh, Jack, Jack. Jack Anderson. Jack Anderson. Jack Anderson Wilson, a.k.a. Arnold Smith, a.k.a. the guy who was a lifelong petty criminal and an alcoholic who was interviewed by Arthur John Gilmore. Ooh, John Gilmore. No way. that's, That's a weird coincidence. I think your uh d and uh your your Fall medvard character there is a reincarnation or this is a reincarnation of your character killing kids and now killing women uh while Gilmore was researching his book <laughs> <laughs> severed uh yeah okay, so he was interviewed by author John Gilmore while Gilmore was researching his book uh severed oh wait no, he wasn't the killer he's the author he's the author, my bad. Well, whatever. He's boring kids to death with his books. I'm just kidding. Uh, after Wilson's death, Gilmore named Wilson as a. After Wilson's death, Gilmore named Wilson as a suspect owing to his alleged acquaintance with Short. Prior to Wilson's death, however, Gilmore made an entirely different claim to the Los Angeles Herald Examiner in a uh, in a story appearing January 17th, 1982. Well, Severed says that homicide detective John St. John, dude, these names are made the fuck (laughs) up. There is no way.
2: (laughs) John Gilmore, my D&D character that John St.
4: John.
1: John St. John pulled out his Johnson and gave John a, okay, uh, yeah, so John St. John was about to close in on Wilson based on the material Gilmore provided. St. John told the Herald examiner in the same article that he was busy with other killings and would review Gilmore's claims when he got time as reliable sources of information about the case, such as the FBI files and portions of the Los Angeles district attorney files have become publicly available statements about short and the murder attributed to Wilson and severed and supposedly tying him to crime have not been, Oh my God, born out of, out as accurate. What the fuck is wrong with my eyes, dude? I'm just blurring words together. Uh, I'm sorry, funny. you your glasses. Yeah, I know. I, I just, I laughed though because it's like, mm, I'll get to that after I'm done with my other murders. I got, I got to, I got to look at other murder things.
0: So those were all our, uh, our normal day to day folk. That were uh, suspects. Well, I mean, not normal. I mean, we had doctors, weirdos, but uh, we got some celebrity suspects as well. And uh, one of them is going to be Bugsy, so we'll get we'll get to him. But uh, our first one is Woody Guthrie, and uh, he was a folk singer and was one of the many suspects in the murder, according to the LA County District Attorney Files and Ramblin' Man, The Life and Times of Woody Guthrie, written by Ed Craig and published in 2004 by W.W. Norton. According to Craig, Guthrie drew police attention because some sexually explicit letters and tabloid clippings he sent to Northern California women who he was allegedly stalking, the mailings. The mailings disturbed the recipient so much that they showed him to the sister in LA, who contacted uh, contacted the police. Guthrie was quickly cleared of involvement in the murder, but various authorities attempted to prosecute him with minor success on charges related to sending prohibited materials through the mail. That was just a little fun one, little folk singer and stalker. <laughs> tell us about Orson Wells.
1: Orson Wells was one of the variants of the Wells from the Flash CW series. No. I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, so in her 2000 book Mary Pacios um Manny Pacios uh, uh Mary Pacio Pacios uh, a former neighbor of the Short family in Medford, Massachusetts. Suggested filmmaker Orson Welles as a suspect. Pacquiao's based the theory on such factors as Welles' volatile temperament and his creation of mannequins. Ooh, this is actually very interesting. Uh, Three months before Short's death that supposedly featured lacerations virtually identical to those inflicted on Short. Uh, the... The mannequins were used in the House of Mirrors set for the lady from Shanghai, a film Wells was making with his ex-wife, Rita Hayworth, around the time of the murder. The scenes containing the set were deleted from the film by Harry Cohn, or Khan, I don't really know, and one of Short's last letters home. Her older sister, Virginia, claimed she had written that a movie director was going to give her a screen test. You made it, doll, you made it. Oh, oh, golly, geez. What's my role? Mannequin. What? (laughs) Uh, Bakio also cites Wells' familiarity with the site where the body was found and the magic act he performed to entertain soldiers during World War II. Those weren't magic acts. Those are strip teases. Uh, She believes (laughs) that the bisection of the body was part of the killer's signature and an acting out of the perpetrator's obsession wells applied for his passport on january 24th 1947 the same day the killer mailed a packet to los angeles newspapers wells left the country for an extended stay in europe 10 months after the murder without completing the editing of macbeth the film he was both directing and starring in despite persistent attempts by republican pictures to get him to return to complete the film he refused according to pacquiao's witnesses she had interviewed state that Wells and the victims both frequented Brittingham's restaurant in Los Angeles during the same time period, and waitresses believed Short was going out with someone at Columbia Pictures. Wells was never a suspect in the investigation. And you know what's uh, funny about that? Is um Wells's uh son uh uh Wally Wells he was actually working on a rendition of uh, Rent where he had uh, easy play and die of AIDS in the movie. So their family is well known for, uh, you know, bloody shit.
3: That one wasn't as funny. That's a little fucked up. Little and ball.
0: our, <laughs> our long awaited one that Mike's been on the edge of his seat for, <sighs> Bugsy Siegel or better known as Benjamin Bugsy Siegel. He was a L.A. mobster, was allegedly a suspect, in the murder investigation of short. The reason why he was suspect is unclear, especially since Siegel was more concerned with the Flamingo Hotel and Casino at the time, and he was known to be a ladies' man, not a ladies' killer. Also, Siegel was involved in the Chicago outfit Starlet, And his on-off girlfriend Virginia Hill, still, according to Don Wolf's book, "The Black Delilah Files," the mob, the and the murderer that Trant, yeah, Dahlia, sorry, my bad, Uh, murderer that transfixed Los Angeles Siegel was the actual murderer. Actual murderer, and it has also been surmised that Siegel had uh, that if Siegel had. Any involvement with the Dahlia murder, he would be sent to Mickey Conan. One of one, uh, he would have sent Mickey Conan or one of his other henchmen. Yet the theory was that the murder may have been attempted to frame Siegel by Jack Dringa, who wanted revenge for Siegel's attacks on Dringa's business interests since his arrival in the 1930s.
2: Huh, that'd be kind of fucked. Kills this random person to try to get revenge on this mobster.
3: And there was also, uh,
0: there is, there was, a uh, well, obviously, because we said a, uh, a police officer and police officer number two, um, unnamed, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, they also, they also believe that the murderer could have been committed by a police officer or at least covered up by them especially with the mishandling of some of the evidence that was in transport. That in seems
3: port. likely.
0: But, so we talked about the lipstick murderers. I'm not going to get into these other uh, murderers because we we could actually do some episodes on these. But uh, the Cleveland Torso mm-hmm. murderers have also been linked with the short murderers. And uh, these these murders took place... In Cleveland, Ohio. In Cleveland, Ohio, between nineteen thirty-four and nineteen thirty-eight. And then we talked about the lipstick one. We went in depth with that a little bit. But the the lone woman murderers were taking place between nineteen forty-three and nineteen forty nine within Los Angeles. Over a dozen unsolved murders occurred, including the death of Short, which involved sexual mutilation of young attractive women. And so they said that could be possibly linked to that. And I got a bunch of info on that, but I'm not going to go over that because we can do that on its own little episode.
1: Dude, yeah, I, I scrambled through a lot of uh, Hodell's things because I should have wrote it down I've been drinking. So I apologize to anybody listening. But I think that his, his background itself is creepy enough for a fucking little segment in a podcast. Yeah. I, I, yeah, dude, it'd be he, cool to he, do he a deep dive. highly on likely. There's, there's
2: a a big correlation between a lot yeah. of um
1: he's got the training sexual work.
2: sexual crime
1: and and serial killer aspects and he's it, got like on a genius level to where like like it just is his obsession with like art of trying to find like hidden meanings and shit It was quite possibly the way he fucking feels with, like, the, the, like, female anatomy because his obsession with the man raid and his fucking whole philosophy that, you know, women's bodies are only meant for art, pretty much. Or, like, they're only here to be fucking subjects of art. So, he probably took that to a whole nother meaning. Like, well, let's see how artistic we can get with it. I liked, so uh, like the... like am peeking uh, his curiosity in the human anatomy and shit by fucking seeing the way he can, can, like, contort a body and fucking twist it to his own fucking weird whim in his own art form.
0: Uh George Hodel, he's, he's my favorite for the murder. But the other one, uh I forgot his name, I just closed out of my notes, but I think it's the other George, the one with the daughter that he said that accompanied, like, she accompanied yeah. him on the dropping of the body. That one's kind of interesting too, but I think Hodell holds up more. I feel like he he probably had his hand in like what Joseph was saying, like cuz he was a STD doctor, so he probably had his hand in, like in some pockets of the police department and maybe that's why okay. some evidence was mishandled, you know, and destroyed in transit. However, that happens. Yeah. And uh I also just think that- it just the way that he like'cause i didn't know his i didn't know his i q level until joseph was just telling me because I didn't do a deep dive on him, but his i q level is so high, and he was just like he just seems like a fucking weirdo oh <laughs> uh,
1: dude yeah. this is one of his uh paintings that's at um man so like- Ra- oh, he's a he's a um he's a he's a visual artist whatever, and he was like one of um God damn it. How do you flip the fucking camera on this? I guess Casey can't see it, huh? Um, what the fuck? Just turn turned your
4: phone, man. Yeah.
1: I'll uh, turn it back in. So, uh, this is one of the paintings, uh, Man Ray's influential art beyond the iconic surrealist, like the lips, just like weird fucking shit. Let me see if I can find, oh, there's some pictures that actually fucking like resemble like the 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 black dahlia shit but it's just like weird just images of women because he believed that's that their whole purpose they think they were in fucking like yeah that that's yeah the the fucking thing
0: oh, and over go. to the right oh to the right yeah you go down the one right there the bottom yeah. right corner picture
1: that looks that's exactly like her doesn't it like the, 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 that thought one, one thought it was the her. yeah, yeah.
3: It's
2: that's called the glass, like, the glass. A little bit different of a facial structure, but
1: yeah. Yeah, but very fucking similar. Yeah, He's got another one where it's um, and his name's fucking Man Ray, like the fucking villain and fucking SpongeBob. But the the Minotaur picture—that's the fucking trippy one, if I can fucking find it. Beast. Uh, Spurs. Yeah, I, I think Is it's uh,
4: Minotaur.
1: Uh,
2: this guy also like just. Mostly because when he went to the Philippines, there's bodies popped
1: up in the Philippines. It's just, I think that that's the picture of the fucking the the Minotaur thing. It's just the 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 arms, it, the way they found her body. I think that's yeah, it.
2: It, yeah, that yeah.
1: looks like it. Yeah. yeah, the way they found her body, her arms were uh, strung up like that, and that's what people are like comparing it to. But I don't I don't know what that's all about. I think that's the fucking, yeah, the way they had the fucking, the arms up, everything. His art is very fucking creepy looking, but that's the shit that, that's the shit that Hodel was fucking into. It was all this women shit. I mean, thinking it from that fucking perspective, it just makes it creepier because that's the, he was really into fucking art. And uh, the the house that he picked too, George Hodel picked that place because it was like ominous, creepy, the whatever. And he liked shit like that because it, it felt it gave people a bad fucking vibe, the energy to it. And he was into shit like that. He liked the ominous fucking feeling of things, all that. So like, he uh, just seemed like a fucking psychopath. But yeah, the 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 fact that he he chose, yeah, the torso of a. The the man-raised minotaur is actually made up of the torso of a nude woman's body. So it's yeah. like the the top half of a fucking whatever. Yeah, we the saw the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I it was just... It's just uh, the fact that it was like it's made up of a actual the top half of a woman's body, like just like an actual... Art yeah, thing. it looked very, very... Like the angle of the arms and everything was like yeah, the Yeah, the exact same fucking way. That's... What, it, it, that's when I seen that shit, I was like, holy shit. It's like this this motherfucker did it. Like they base all of his shit off of like man like Man Ray's fucking like artwork and shit, because he was obsessed with this fucking his style of shit. Yeah. And it would it would make sense. And it's not the only there's another fucking body that I, I can't remember. Oh, I I did, I did say it. Never mind. It had the initials of the black dahlia. I just can't remember the details of it. B D. Yeah, I should have wrote yeah. the shit down, but yeah, this shit's fucking creepy. And that's why I, I definitely peg fucking George Hodel for that.
3: Yep, definitely. He's
0: um, he's he's my uh, number one suspect. And but I we do- we could do like deep dives into this too. This whole podcast is dedicated just for the Black Ballya and Oh yeah. So I mean there's there's so much information on it. Like this, this episode we've recorded two and a half hours and there's probably so much more we can go into with about it and everything.
1: Yeah, I apologize for my spotty uh memory of shit that I just looked at fucking three hours ago.
2: <laughs> Four like, hours I'm ago. I'm surprised that there's not more like stuff. There's probably yeah. a lot of people that think Hodel did it. Um Probably whole fucking podcast and shit like that about that. But, like, one of the ways that they fucking caught on to fucking Ted Bundy was because they linked
3: murders in multiple places that he was at with the same MO. Yeah, see, and that's, I mean, they, yeah.
1: They meant, uh, like, handwriting to this guy. Or are they saying it was, like, almost identical?
0: um well they they said there was there was a word that matched exactly
1: okay yeah and so
0: but and that was with the lipstick
1: now oh is it the lipstick oh is that the okay so that's what okay that's what yeah sorry Ooh, try to switch down to the cobras and
3: uh give me the brain scramble um yeah
0: So this is this is definitely very interesting to to look into because I've I've known about the Black Dahlia, but I never actually deep dived into it. So it was yes. it kind of cool going down that rabbit hole. Sucks for that lady.
1: Yeah, I've I've heard of Black Dahlia, but I, I never heard anything about suspects. Like I just knew about her case. Because actually, you know what? I think I only knew about that when I looked at the Glasgow smile. The first thing that popped up was her fucking face. I'm like, what the fuck? The Glasgow smile. I think uh, so. I I don't even know. I've known that. I think I've known about her as long as I've known about Sons of Anarchy because that's what fucking delved in, delved me into that. Was trying to try and figure out if that was makeup added on to make him look more fucking. Oh no, that, that, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and it, it was really his face, but then. There was that, and then a YouTube link to the Black Dahlia, and I'm like, the fuck is a Black Dahlia? That's like, I mean, I knew about her for, like, years. Not, like, fucking years, years, and years, but she's, like, one of the first things that pop up, other than the Joker.
3: And, uh... Yeah. Dude.
1: <laughs> That's insane, though. I'm hoping fucking... Some because th- from what I um from what I read, the case is still technically open, though. It's not fucking really fucking deep invest like nobody's fucking working the case like that. But it- it's still the case is still technically open. Like it's not like a closed fucking case. So. I guess I don't know if you can really close a case without knowing. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But I mean, I- I'm hoping fucking we'll figure out who it is in our lifetime somehow. I don't know how. That'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe someone's like, some fucking, like, my grandma actually sucked a dude's dick on that road. Get a fucking <laughs> sample of the semen. <laughs> I keep all my semen in tiny bottles. <laughs> she kept it under her tongue this whole time. Yeah, like that fucking freak from SpongeBob with the pickles. <laughs> it lift her tongue up. And <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like it was yesterday. I sucked his dick, passed out. I sucked his dick, passed out, woke up, and a lady was like, my God, who left a mannequin? And I was like, a man was
3: in my mouth.